and we're live. How's it going, buddy? Great to see you, mate. First time Good in uh, weeks. Since the weekend. Since, <laughs> since we were camping. First since time we were camping together. We've seen each other since four days, but for everyone else who's listening, yeah. first time in a few weeks. Hi, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Um, StreamYard, our platform that we choose to stream on, needed me to revalidate the account before we it sent me a six digit code to the email when I was logging in because like good that you came back please I, validate you are who you are though because we were about to close this account so. what are you what are they Elon Musk they're just purging all the accounts that haven't podcasted in three weeks I don't what know is this? we've been paying our bills and all but I was a little bit I was a little bit offended and then I was like yeah it makes sense doesn't it yeah. have we been playing our bills have we have, we have you been well playing? I yeah. I've been paying our bills we do have to okay. settle up for the last four months or something yeah good, good. yeah good good uh, good run, run rate uh mate it was great camping on the weekend we had a great sure one. We took, took the families both kids so four adults four kids camping down in Big Sur California coast Delicious all organized by you Huge organization, <laughs> Rami known for his weekend away organization. So, so, so the wife organized it months ago, locked October. it in, uh, yeah. and then you did everything else. You did the food. You got all the. I got to say, your your gear obsession, your gas, uh, really, <laughs> really came into its own on this weekend. Seeing you unload that truck, which was essentially a mobile camp unit, a mobile yeah. kind of. Uh, forward deployed artillery based kind of camp yeah. unit that had yeah. a pantry on one side and you know like a fridge and a bar on the other. It was <laughs> it was a thing to behold, and you just you bumped in like you were a road crew for Metallica when you arrived on that Friday nice. night. That was the and look I was just, going for. It was a great. You just you bumped in. Yeah. All the boxes were out. Dinner was out, and then sorted. It yeah. was great. It's it was a, great. Great you, to watch. A mere two weeks packing uh, beforehand. <laughs> Uh, three-day camping and then for the last four days unpacking again you know it really i was really happy with the amount of effort i put into the trip you know so it was, uh, it just and we're going again next weekend as in i'm going again tomorrow evening so uh yeah me and the kiddos it's just me and the two kids this time though so we're probably going to need a few more things a few extra comforts so <laughs> we uh we we are also backing up this weekend so our model of camping is do we have the base rei tent that's 200 bucks for the family check yeah do we have the thinnest yeah. possible mattress that will really damage my l4 and give me backache for the next four days check yeah. and then yeah. did we remember cups or spoons so we walked away from that camp and went yeah we should add we, we should get some more cutlery for you, camping. they're that no was... longer a luxury item like you no. don't consider those like uh <laughs> they're a necessity now <laughs> no. i don't know what would you have done if we hadn't i know you're like jokes are we do have, you have like any stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had the, we had the the stove. We had the stuff on the stove. We had yeah. cutlery. We had plates. We had cups. It's just base, okay. like the basic. And we've camped with it before. It's just nice. not. We don't have a spare table, and we don't have a fridge with battery power. You know, yeah. we didn't have that stuff. You don't need and, that and stuff. And sporks. We didn't have sporks. Sporks. Do you have the fundamentals though? You can make coffee and stuff, right? You yeah, boil yeah. Water we had a coffee. Can... We brought the French press sorted. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, that was the key. Brought the French press. You yeah, did. Yeah. You brought stuff from home. Actual yeah, stuff. That's yeah, yeah, it. yeah. yeah. That's we box. We put it from the kitchen yeah. in the box and just took it outside. That's what happened. You need you need to get one of those quilts just to improve the night's sleep. Like, did you, did you see the link I sent you? Instead yeah. of a mummy sleeping bag, those are those are for those are for hardcore campers. When you're, yeah. If you're the, any bigger than than a, an Italian footballer or a Spanish footballer, you need you need wow. one of those They're wow. quilts. Just, They're just, just op future, opening it up you know? with some just just some racism out of the game. So I I the only person who hated the um, mummified coffin like uh, cocoon that was the, the more than me uh, is my 20 month old uh, Max yeah. who really yeah. hated being in his yeah. bodysuit sleeping bag thing at 4 a.m. woke up that first night and did and not only go back to sleep. I was going to say the only people who hated him hating his sleeping bag more than him was everyone at the campground. <laughs> Every single person at the campground as he screamed from, and it was not four, it was like three, three thirty, three forty yeah. in the morning it's for right, a full yeah. hour. Yeah. And we were in a tent next yeah. to you and I heard you going from shush, shush, everything's okay. To I could feel the stress that the, 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 is it cortisol levels building in your in your system to the point where Max, I heard them stomping out of the tent into the Tesla like an hour into this tantrum. Um, yeah, and then it was silent. Those, the, to be fair, the Tesla did did do its job and and keep him contained. It's, it's watching bio de bio defense, whatever. <laughs> That's right. The Thomas engine uh, engine was per yeah. It was a bio defense into inside and outside. I mean. Twenty month old who was it was lucky he was on the pingers the night before right because at yeah. seven o'clock when we all woke up he was 
wired. It was yeah. very funny. It was very, very yeah, funny. It was hilarious. He was bright eyed. I got up at seven fifteen, made some coffee. He was bright eyed, bushy tailed. He was, he was the, the happiest I've ever seen a kid. Was, yeah. He I've was been capable up for half fun. the day already. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh it was great. It was really, really fun. Um yeah. highlights, best part for you? Best part. Uh having other campers give us their kid um <laughs> was nice. We had some we had some hippies from LA who who we ended up minding their kid for two days. That was nice. Uh, genu- minding genu- their kid <laughs> eating our food. Can I just say on that? I feel when it first happened, I was like to you, to your wife, I was like, "Oh, this is like John Luke. It's John Luke, right? This is just like the Bluey episode, John Luke." And I was so excited by it. Like our friends were making kid friends camping, and it was gonna be so. The difference. I even did the like monster thing and let them all jump on me and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. The, the the difference is in the case of John Luke's family. Um, they didn't just bring their chairs and just come over to the campsite and start eating the, like Bluey and you know Chili's food. Uh, it just—I feel like Bluey led us a bit astray. It just—it didn't quite play out yeah. the way. We Bluey can do this. We can make friends would... with strangers, and then no, yeah. it was time to get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> this is not okay. Think... Strong, strong anti-vaxxing vibes from them. It was just very. <laughs> these are not our people. We need to, was, we're in a, was, we're in a dangerous situation now. We need was, to get out of here. It was the next morning when I woke up at like six thirty and got out. I was the only one around the campfire, and I don't turn around. <laughs> And I'm like half asleep. I turn around and the kid is there already in our camps like going, morning. Morning. <laughs> what I'm you just, doing? Uh... Just, um, <laughs> hey, bro, the other girl's still asleep. She'll call you later. Hey, just, let, just <laughs> give us some space, please. John Luke. John Luke. Yeah. Yeah, I love okay. it. It's time yeah. to go home. It was great fun. Blue- we got to do it again. Bluey makes me want to be a better parent. I, you know, you were saying you fell into the trap there of of being like, oh, we should be more like Bluey. For folks who don't know, Bluey is a, a really great kids TV show from Australia. It's on season go. three now. Um, but it's taken everywhere. But if you've got a kid under the age of seven, you probably know about it already. Um, but but for folks who don't, re, re, like a really good, like one of those shows where they get it right, a bit like The Simpsons, totally different, like energy but like fun at every level like you get the base jokes there's like some adult jokes in there there's some like there's a good level of like entertainment for everyone yeah but it's super wholesome and it makes when i watch it with the kids it makes me want to be a better dad you know i mean it's essentially a parenting cartoon that the kids can watch as well right it's essentially like taking different aspects of parenting making it super real so it's aussie it's like you know that dad's tooting and they're cutting their nails it's super real so there's no kind of fakery around it but the bit that's a stretch is just how creative and the games everything is about make-believe and games they're playing and how they deal with all the different situations and it pulls on the heartstrings oh my goodness there's some episodes john luke is a good example um but it, I will say it's not like The Simpsons or my current nemesis, which is Pepper, because the, the, the Bluey kind of kicked off with a whole principle that the dad was, well, he was engaged. You know, lo and behold, modern yeah. day cartoons and parent in family, there's a dad that actually does some stuff. Um, and it's the antithesis to the buffoon dad model that is yeah. Simpsons and Homer and Daddy Pig, who's just you know, a fat, lazy, lazy nincompoop who can't hammer a nail in the wall. Oh, idiot daddy. Like, like, <laughs> I might just... be appropriate in your house, though. I, I don't know. I feel... <laughs> just, let's, let's play. Just, just... 200 pounds, all I'm saying. Uh, just the, the kind of... It, as an antidote to that, I really yeah. appreciate it. All the extra stuff where it is actually funny and it's great creativity and it helps parenting and you watch together. All that's after bonus. Just the baseline that it's not Peppa Pig is my, yeah. my wing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think, anyway, we, we watch it. Me and Kel watch it. We're good, better parents for about eight minutes. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. Know. The effect is short-lived. Yeah. No, it's good. It's a really good show. Anyway, you mentioned it there. Are we going to talk about um, Rami Gets Ripped or whatever we're calling this uh, this segment of the podcast? Is that, is that going to be a routine segment? Well, oh. I met you recently. We had something happened. Something weird happened. I have to take this bear costume off. Something weird happened where you were here recently and you were like just normal Rami, generally just general healthiness. Um, but then we went on this camping trip and it was ripped Rami. And I, I don't really know what happened in between. You hadn't told me about it. I just turned up and suddenly we were down by the lake swimming and you're all ripped. So do you want to tell us your journey or what happened there? <laughs> 
Was there? Did you take a day trip? Was there a trip to LA? Were there some? Was there some <laughs> surgery? Implants. Or was it? I want to know what what the tablets are or whatever. I need I need some of those. So what happened? I uh, <laughs> actually, you could find out what happened on my twelve part program at the one twenty nine hundred ninety directory we price. Should, we should totally have one of those. We're, we're we about to monetize totally. <laughs> just just to figuring things out. Podcast fitness program. <laughs> non-alcoholic beers every night we should definitely do that yeah Uh, okay next i'll put that on the list for context the only reason so uh, at one point in time you dared me to go into this freezing cold big sur river that was motioning very crystal clear gorgeous and there was something in my mind right now about role modeling and i wanted because my my kids are a little bit kind of whiny i really wanted to yeah it's a thing it's on let's do it let's push through it's really cold but it's hard just i had to take it on behalf of the kids it was nothing else three minutes the, the deal was three minutes submerged in this ice cold flowing river yeah in in my underwear uh i didn't and, i didn't dictate the underwear well there was no other option was, we were in our clothes I, we were hiking yeah, I, I, I yeah. didn't bring along a bathing so i didn't bring sure. a, a, yeah, a, yeah. A, a suit uh so anyway stripped down underwear straight in uh, and uh, worked out well. It was definitely, and I just watched a reel about what happens if you fall in iced water. And I literally was playing the three-step story, which is like one, there's a shock for 10 seconds, wait for it, wait for it. Two, control your breathing, calm down, etc. And then three, and you really, it was it worked what out What was three? Well. What was three? I have to know what happened. You just kind of work through it. You've got to get in, in your head. You've got to get ah. into your head and then three. Well, the three in the practice of, is the action, how to get out of ice like when ah. you break through the ice, which is not to try to push yourself up, but it's actually to kick back and then lean forward and slide. Anyway, I can't describe ah. it. I was not okay. in that situation, luckily. Anyways, you were in fine. a foot of water with the kids paddling around next to you, to be clear. <laughs> was, you like... might have dramatized it a little bit. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. our cold. children were in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> to their ankles, to their ankles, in fairness. <laughs> uh, it was fine. Mate, nothing's so, so this whole started when we started the triathlon, not triathlon. This whole thing kicked off in August last year when we we're like, we're going to do the triathlon together by October. Yeah, and we, I just started using one thing. So first of all, in August, I did Weight Watchers, the app, which is great. Yeah. It started me on the calorie counting awareness thing again, but it wasn't ca- quite calorie counting, and it was just fruit and veg and, and whatever. And then yeah. I got to Christmas, still going. Then we picked up the running, and then earlier this year, about three months ago, I picked up uh, two things. One is just macro counting, and got on an app called Macro Factor. This is not an endorsement or affiliate links, but Macro Factor, and it had a program where it was like cutting the macro, the, the calories, the macros, etc. And two, I've just been doing a bunch more strength. Normally, I'm doing all cardio, like running, swimming, and cycling. Still doing that because of the triathlon thing, but yeah. doing some strength stuff, like basic thirty-minute hit strengthy stuff, full body on the Peloton, you know, app, but just a dude with with uh, dumbbells. Nice. So it's nutrition and exercise. You know, it's not, so not it radical. Out, it's it just turned trackable. Out it, was about, it turned out the shortcut was to just do exercise and, and eat better. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just it's, measure what you it's, eat. It turns out exactly. It's the how, isn't it? It's not the what. Like clearly, clearly that's all there is to it, which is yeah. nutrition and exercise. But the like having some program or something that follow, and I still don't have a personal coach or anything. So Let's something that what- you can follow. Let's talk about um, Macro Factor a bit more. So, there was, you know, I, I bet a lot of people know about My Fitness Pal, which is a calorie tracking app where everybody puts in their calories and you can, the free app is good enough. You know, you can pay premium to get the macros or, or to, to do intermittent fasting and stuff they do now on My Fitness Pal. But tell me where Macro Factor came out of because it, it has overtaken My Fitness Pal as the most popular calorie tracking app now out of nowhere. So, has it really? that. Yeah, oh. I, did, I saw a TikTok on it the other day. There you so, go. Yeah. I don't know. I came into it because uh, a friend on Twitter was asking if there's a better one that does macros than MyFitnessPal, and then someone talked about the onboarding. I downloaded it, looked at the onboarding, and went, this is great. This has obviously been designed, thoughtful. There's like investment in this thing, so let's check yeah. it out. It's not clear to me it's doing anything fundamentally different with the exception of an actual strategy. So it's designed so the UI is like slicker and it's got dark mode and it's kind of a bit you know modern, so it's updated. Um and the actual strategy inbuilt, which is it will ratchet down the calories in your macro. So it takes in all of your inputs and how much exercise you're doing and asks you and a bunch of questions. So it's trying to tailor a program and then estimates the calorie count based on your weight loss will then keep adjusting what it thinks your base expenditure is. Uh, and it just keeps, it just does the ratchet down. It actually does the cut. So it starts you at, it started me anyway, at 22, you know, 100 calories a day. And then the next week it reduced it by 100 and then 100 and now I'm at 1800 calories a day or whatever. So it, it just programmatically does the cut for you by based on feedback, which is enough motivation for me to kind of feel like, because your body needs change, right? Your body needs to keep yeah. getting shocked. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's been it's kind of worked in that way. And and look, anyone who gets addicted to any sort of process, you just love numbers and you love being able to beat goals and hit the bars and make sure you don't go over them and the classic calorie counting thing of being aware and you become super conscious of stuff and you just don't eat it because you have to log it and all that yeah, stuff kind of works really well. There's definitely more gamification in the app than there is in my fitness pal. So like the hitting the targets and the yeah. and all the bars and the different colors for protein and carbs and fats. Like it's definitely got the gamification down. Yeah. There's definitely I think you're underselling the algorithm. I think how tailored it is is definitely the differentiator. Like you're saying like you said, uh, I'm not sure there's anything there. I think it's clear to me from the onboarding that there is an algorithm because even in tweaking, you know, grams of protein versus fat for like it's so um so like I've had this gallbladder surgery, I have to be careful about how much fat I eat. So I end up eating more carbs than than I should um, because I can't really up my protein by a crazy amount. So, but like I was able to do that during the onboarding, which is great that they're like, do you want it to be, do you want it to be keto? Do you want it to be more like keto awesome. or low fat or low carb or, you know, awesome. even in the onboarding? And it's kind of like, okay, great. It just builds that trust from the start. That you're That's like, excellent. This might actually be a tailored yeah. program. You know? Yeah. That was definitely um, the experience I had in terms of onboarding. I thought this is, yeah. there's something real here, but it's great to know that they can do that. I, I wondered whether your constraints would be a trick. So it'd be really yeah. interesting to hear kind of how that plays out that's unreal yeah it's cool it's really cool now they have yeah it i've been struggling to hit the target that they've asked me to hit which is 1900 calories to start that's and I early, was like, yeah but like it asked me to input you see the trouble is i was too honest with the app it's like you said how active are you and i said and it, it said like you know really active moderately active not active or sedentary and i was like i'm sedentary like i don't i don't sedentary i don't do anything um and then they were like how many days a week do you work out and i was like zero yeah they're like how many steps a day do you walk and like five thousand they were like okay if you yeah. want to lose any weight <laughs> continuing to do nothing you're gonna have yeah. to just you're gonna have to drop yeah. down to 1900 calories a day yeah yeah. Um, I think as I start to ramp up, the, like anything, as soon as you start looking at what you eat, it motivates you to want to do a little bit of walking, a bit, bit of running, all that sort of stuff. Exactly and what happened. I'm hoping the app picks up on it quickly, though, because the funny thing is, the bit I was a bit disappointed about, actually, was there's nowhere to input exercise. It won't pull that from your Apple Health data. That's it literally, ju It literally just does it on how much weight you've lost in a week versus how many calories it told you to eat. Yeah. And that's that's a little bit... I was I also know, like very perturbed and annoyed and like, yeah. hang on a minute, everyone else is taking input. So I, I was digging into it. Run. That's yeah. entirely yeah. deliberate. So it's entirely, huh. entirely deliberate. So the whole huh. point is that they're taking input-output and using the algorithm based on um, what you're doing. So it doesn't really matter what they say the expenditure is. The point is they're tweaking based on the results. Sure. Now, the unfortunate bit is the result is weight only. It doesn't include measurements. Right. right? So, so if you're doing strength, you're kind of going to increase you know, bulk, muscle, It takes muscle, percentage fat into account, surely, because those are the two things it takes, weight and percentage by Hopefully. Fat. Hopefully. Yeah. And as, as long as they're yeah. accurate. But it's very deliberate, that, it, and you kind of read about it in their, in their site, that it doesn't take any device data yeah. in terms of exercise calories, not just because they're not accurate, but because the algorithm is explicitly about input-output. It doesn't really care right. what exercise you do. All it cares about is what effect it has. Okay. And so I kind of, I kind of, I've bought into it since, and you see, and it's definitely like it kept on tractioning down and saying, no, no, you're not doing as much as you say you're doing, and then it's leveled out, and it takes it's kind of seven day cycles. So there's something Great. there, but like it feels like there's um, movement and change and dynamism, like you have a coach who's, who's creating a program for you, and then in itself is kind of a thing. Um, but I'll tell you the other thing that it's a bit. So I read Atomic Habits uh, over the earlier this year. Yeah, uh, read, listen to while running. Uh, and the one thing that stuck with me is this idea of identity that like habits, all about micro habits and things and yeah. stacking them and all that sort of stuff. One of the core, core things is about what you identify yourself as, as the root yeah. cause, et cetera. And it was all about, you know, if you want to be a fit person and you have to create the identity of I am a fit person, I am the sort of person that does fitness, I am the sort of person yeah. who exercises every that thing. Um, kind of stuck with me and I've been relaying that of I am a fit person identity. Yeah. I've been kind of etching it into my identity this year and it's that's great. perhaps one of the key things that's, you know, I can't quantify it, but that's definitely, it feels like that's, that's helped. That's so funny because um, I had this exact conversation with someone um, just yesterday, someone you know, Dania. Is that um, right? Yeah. Well, I had this conversation about, so first of all, there, it started with, you know, not everyone has an internal monologue. Not everyone has an internal voice is something I discovered recently that there's like um, a certain population, percentage of the population. Oh, you're back. Your video's back. It's been gone for the last 
15 minutes. Um, oh, there's a certain you had, not, you had none of my video that whole time? Sorry. Okay. You were frozen. Uh, I couldn't. I, did, I just assumed it was uploading. Um, okay. There's a certain percentage of the population that doesn't have an internal monologue, that they don't like talk to themselves. You know the way I certainly do that I'm like, come on, you can do this. Or I read that uh, recently. Or maybe it was you who was telling me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird. But, but, but apparently um, the people who do have this internal monologue are much uh, more likely, or it's actually you can use it. It's it's it can be super negative because you can just continue to tell yourself the negative things you've always told yourself. But it's much more easy for those people to reprogram themselves if they if they start if they purposely change that internal voice, it'll stick. It's like one of those things that if you're not feeling good but you force a smile, yeah, kind of really your your muscles change. And you just yeah. like, oh, okay, actually, I'm a bit happier. It's one of those ones. So, um. Yeah, I definitely believe in that. If you start telling yourself, if you start being more kind to yourself, um, you can change yourself, you know, so for sure. I, I like that it's an identity thing. I, yeah, I, I, I either read it or you told me and that, that idea that some people don't have an internal monologue freaked me out, to be honest. Yeah, it's that, weird. How, what do you think? Is it just speaking you know, There's so many things work? about people, though. People are so different. Another one is that, you know, this idea of your mind's eye, you know, when you say like Apple, like when I say to you, uh, car or Apple or bear, I have a brief flash of a bear or an apple mm. or a car in my mm. mind um there's something like 30 or 40 percent of people don't have that don't have that internal they have an imagination so if you say picture an apple they can kind of close their eyes and go yeah i know what an apple looks like but they don't they don't they don't like flat they don't they don't have that like the you know the saying in my mind's eye i can picture such yeah. and such they don't actually have the vision of it they they can't yeah they're limited in that I'm psychopaths like, mate psychopaths it's weird but total I'm like, psychopaths you, it's just totally di it's so interesting how unique all of our experiences of life are how you how unique because like i re i really have a really strong sense of of um of self like you know, i mean it's this is very meta but like the way i was when i was talking to daniel about this it was like you know in those extreme moments like um if you've had a car accident or you know, when something really like something hairy happens, where you you so, like, I don't know, where you're like checking yourself. There's that like brief moment where you're like, you're, is everything okay? Um, like there's there's someone inside me. You know what I mean? Like there's there's someone with me in those mo. Like you know what I mean? Like there's like the, yeah. the me of of my body yeah. or whatever. Yeah, this in like, talking. Yeah, and not everyone has that, and that's I'm just like, well, that does, I don't get that at all. You know. I feel like we're going down um, the path of the other camping you recently did, where you went super solo and started getting <laughs> started getting uh, a little Tom this Hanksy what, and started marrying marrying a soccer ball or whatever it is that happened. But you, you kind of had your own Buddhist retreat on a motorbike really in Oregon did. or something. Is what happened? I really did. Is that what I happened? Really did. I probably yeah. I probably shouldn't be allowed of a podcast this week. Um, yeah, I took a four day. Um, I've wanted to do this motorcycle trip forever. I did. Uh, I was going to do a motorcycle trip last year. It got cancelled when my kids got sick and I came back. So it, it was on. It was my birthday in April. Kel said, do the trip now. So I went on a four-dayer. I got up. I went off on a Saturday morning or a Friday morning. I can't remember. Friday morning. And uh, I took Friday and Monday off work and drove like a thousand miles. Just, just me and the bike like rode for six to eight hours a day, took all the back roads, went up north, up along the coast, up as far as Willow Creek, staying in all these super like little small or dodgy campgrounds. Some of them, some of them campgrounds, others, because I hadn't organized anything, um, were just, I was camping rough and it was- Side of the road. Yeah, it was, it oh, was fantastic. It. And I didn't, I spent, I spent large periods of time not talking to anyone punctuated by just a quick conversation with someone about some stuff but like um the weird thing about being on the motorbike or not the weird thing the best thing about it is it's the ultimate mindfulness like have you have you ridden motorcycles like not, not enough but you know other things where you, like running is does that for me where you, you're running with no audio and all you're doing is admittedly yeah. 40 minutes at a time but you just you're in the flow and your mind is clearing out. It's meditation in yeah, different formats. Yeah, there's something right? about, I think there's something, I've never experienced it on anything else. Something about being on a motorcycle when you're like riding curves and things like that right, where right, right. you have to concentrate so much. Like I think the thing about, the, the example you're giving with running is right, right, you right, can right. zone out and you can kind of think about other things. And right. my, You're in flow. One, you're in the most, you're most in the moment than you've ever been. Like this is like yeah, yeah, yeah. mindfulness, you know, breathing, just be in the moment for a second. You're on a motorbike. You're in that moment. There's nothing else. Six hours. You know? Right. 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 And, right. Right. And right. you get and you get through that. You get through the in the mo to the point where 
like you're exa- like I was tired each day after it but like you really end up resolving loads of stuff like I kind of I know it's super deep but like four days of just being on my own and getting to a camp and cooking something and getting into the bed and going to sleep and then getting up and riding some more the next day um, was just like really cathartic and just just yeah I came back really much happier than I've been in the last couple of years just in like in like day-to-day happiness you know what I mean it was great it was really really awesome so uh, I, I I loved it and it just came off the back of um, uh, visited some friends and they were uh, telling me about uh, kind of mushrooms as a way to yeah. find the similar resolve and yeah. out of body id and so on and I thought to myself I wonder if you baked some side of the road mushrooms along the way to reach this Nirvana state. <laughs> I of did yours. pick some wild mushrooms on the way to save some money, <laughs> but it was a fantastic trip. It was an no, I know, I know. People do do journey. those yeah. do those experiences. I'm too afraid of that to do that stuff. I mean. I mean, I guess I have to, it takes me four days to get there, but I'm happy to put the time in. You know what I mean? Awesome. Than, it, it beats yeah, a t- ten-day yeah. Buddhist retreat. You were essentially a Buddhist on a motorbike. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'm yeah, it was it. really good. Yeah, loved it. We'd, I'm excited to do it again. You know, recommend recommend it to a friend. Five stars. Yeah, and on your own, it has to be on your own, which is the bit that's yeah. a little bit sucky. But like, um, we're rarely on our own anymore. You know, and it's just kind of like to get four days on your own, just magic. You know? Yeah. yeah. You Four minutes get in the bathroom. Boredom as well. I didn't let myself use my phone. Like I was, it was a big kind of phone detox as well. So, Brilliant. like I got there and I got, I would sit there and I'd be like happy, and then I'd be bored and I'd be like, oh, I should just take. And then you kind of get beyond that again. You kind of realize yeah. actually I've been sitting for two hours now, and I, what have I been thinking about? And then you're like, oh, geez, I thought about a lot of things there, you know. So it's just kind of yeah. Work through the stuff, mate. It's meditation, straight yeah. up meditation. I love it. <laughs> all all the chatter, the chirp in the mind, kind of letting yeah. the thoughts go and the whole thing. I love yeah, it, mate. It I love so it for you. It lasted about 24 hours, but yeah, it was good. No, genuinely, I'm, I feel like I'm more chill after it still uh, than I was, certainly. I was a bit wound up before I went, so yeah, it was good. Uh, our friends who've done the 10-day ten, ten retreats, and when they come back, they're not allowed to drive back, right? Someone has to pick them up is the story oh, because they're right? so their mind is working at such a different pace huh. that they don't react to anything. And I've, had, I've been in conversations with someone after the full 10 days where they're just not there. It takes like minutes to be able to just come back into it. So I had a, I, yeah. yeah, I had a mate who did a who did a one week silent retreat at a at like a I wanna say he was in like a Thailand monastery or something. Yeah, but like these are all the same or, vibe. Or, yeah. Yeah. He, he said it was incredible. The amount of stuff he worked through in that time. How that thing about working through boredom, like getting through boredom and then re, and then like and then out the other side and suddenly you've got all these revelations. But um and how like coming out afterwards, how like people kind of came up, like wanted to spend time with him because he was so chill. Like there was, you know, he was just very relaxed. Earthy, very just earthy. Calm. Yeah. He yeah. was, he was under the Bodhi tree, just, just doing his thing. <laughs> yeah. I love that, mate. Just I love that. still for just a little bit of time and you can, you know, you'll figure stuff out, you know. Anyway. That's, that's what the bathroom is, mate. That's what the bathroom's for. That's what our new app is going to be. It's going to be how to zen. Uh, it'll be, it'll be just a timer. It'll be a, it'll be a forty-eight hour timer. You set your timer. <laughs> it's going to be two hundred fifty dollars a year. It just, it's going to be subscription. Uh, it's basically a timer that turns off all your notifications and sends your family messages saying that everything's okay, but you just need some time to yourself, and you sit there. Uh, and it disables everything. It won't work. Your phone literally is disabled it's until like, until you know you killed the battery. I love it. I yeah. love it. Maybe if you could just send um, like Jedi Jedi images of you um, camping, pretending yeah. to camp where you're actually just like in a hotel in Vegas or something, <laughs> and it's just no, no. I'm just relaxing here in this beautiful campsite or whatever destination. You can just yeah. automatically spawns off an entire Did- itinerary. Did you see this? Th- I think I sent it to you. Did you see this thing where they can now read brainwaves and put entire sentences together? Do yeah. you know about this? Yeah. It's so been coming, while, It's been coming with images and stuff for a while, but the sentences thing blew my mind. It's been coming with single words. So what they've yeah. been able to do before, what they've been able to do to now is have all these things hooked up to someone's head and show them a triangle. And and the person looks at the triangle and thinks triangle, and then a computer will go... I don't know why it's doing it in the 80s dot matrix. It's a dot matrix. I don't know why it's a dot matrix, but <laughs> out comes the word triangle, right? Sam Altman needs to spend some more dollars on that, <laughs> on that output UI. The computer tech hasn't advanced, but the, no. the neurotech has. Brilliant. Um, so they've been doing that for a while. Oh, it's a triangle. Great. Um, 
this example that I sent you, it showed four images to someone. It showed a girl. She was being knocked over by a tail onto her back. And then she was winded. And then she, she was scared. Then she was hit from behind with a tail. She was knocked over. And 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 it clear sentences describing the image just by someone looking at these images that they flashed up above them. And I was like, that's amazing. That's genuinely. I mean, that is, Genuinely, Genuinely amazing! This is that 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 you can output sentences. A girl is scared. She's being hit from behind. She's fallen over. There's a tail. Like all you're like what? So we should put. I'll put the link in the description because that's absolutely insane. Definitely put the right? link. I mean, it's it's insane, and yet the scale of the models now you're starting to. So just a couple of days ago, um, OpenAI released this this research where ChatGPT four was able to identify and label all the nodes, the the, the coefficients essentially of ChatGPT2. So 4 was so big and so capable that it was able to interpret all the nodes wow. of essentially what is each neuron doing in ChatGPT2 yeah. or GPT2. Well, this is, what we're, this is what we're talking about. And this, this is, is kind of what's happening here. So they've kind of been able to focus a model on a core part of the brain to assess kind of a certain region and then mm -hmm. decipher what those things mean and what they say. And so that, this will be that, an integral part of our app. That will be just to, the reason I was bringing it up was mind control. Once you're resolving all this stuff in your mind, as you get through the boredom bit oh. in our app, when you've got the 48 hours off, we'll be reading your mind and we'll automatically text the people from school who had that negative <laughs> impact on you and be like, do you know what? When we were in <laughs> German class in we were 14, you said a thing that really upset me. And I just realized on my retreat uh, that I'm actually not a bad person or whatever. This so it'll, so it'll resolve. All, so you'll come out of your 48 hours not only with more peace of mind, You'll have told all the people around you that you don't like. <laughs> you would have burnt every bridge since you were seven. Also, it sounds like an automated seventh step of Alcoholics Anonymous where you just go around and instead of oh. apologizing to everyone, you just, just automatically light them on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Why, would you, why would you have to do that stuff manually? It's a that's hassle. That's the only valuable use case for this tech. I'm assuming that's what they're developing this technology that's, for. It's either that or Web3, one of the two. That's essentially what this is for. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, this this app is getting it's almost as good as what was the, the app idea that we had previously it was almost as good as that know. one someone has to yes. write these down they come <laughs> they come hard and fast did you see Aston Kutch, Kutcher the actor whatever his name I've is heard of him yeah yeah he raised he just raised a fund did you yeah, see that an AI in, fund an a AI billion fund, dollars one billion dollars in yeah. like four days something yeah. like that yeah but you would wouldn't you you can you would, you can. What do you mean? What do you it mean? To me, celebs what, are all doing doing dollars. Recession? Is that the? Is this the new NFTs now? Celebs are doing AI. I mean, come on. Maybe are we celebs get are. A it goes back to like, will I am be raising you know funds to do technology wearables? And you just had uh, um, what's his name, Ryan Reynolds, kind of sell his business to for four hundred billion or whatever, four hundred million he, or whatever. His marketing he's, business or his yeah. which ones? Because he's one got of his, lots of them. Of his, yeah, exactly. Like they're they're cranking. These guys he's, are doing he's incredible. An incredible marketer. That guy is yeah. unbelievable. Uh, the, unbelievable. The, he's turned around the football club, right? He's turned. Yeah. He's got him Wrecked from third rank. Wrexham, the Welsh football team. So, yeah. folks, he, he bought a he bought a team in Wales, bottom of the division, for two and a half million uh, dollar your uh, pounds, and they're worth four. He's just got them out of the. He's just they, that team has just been promoted to the next division in in British football. Yeah. You take and your brand and your following and your reach, and you apply it wherever you want, and it's yeah. guaranteed. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, no, it is. I'm a big fan. Just, just like us, this brand, this reach. We're gonna we're gonna monetize one day, mate. We're gonna make a product and it is gonna go through the roof because the audience is gonna click. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. It's the bear suit, isn't it? We're gonna productize that. We didn't talk about this why I'm wearing a bear suit. Why are you wearing a bear suit? I kinda didn't want to bring it up to be honest. Didn't I thought ask, it might be some weird. You worried weird I was a furry. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> exactly. Why so yeah, that's the new thing. I'm a fur I'm trying to be a furry. I figured that cool. out on the motorbike when I had cool. four days. <laughs> I was like yeah, you know what? If that's what it took, furry? if yeah. that's what it took, it's worth it, mate. It's worth it. Uh, no, we're going camping. Me and kids going camping this weekend. It's it's Mother's Day, um, so for a Mother's Day gift, I'm taking the kids away. <laughs> so Kelly's going to have two nights on her own, um, which will be magic. So, but but for that, I need to think of entertainment. I got to keep the kids entertained. So we will be 
we will be bears during the camp trip. So we've all got the same bear costume. We're going to go around the campsite and try and scare other campers. That's, That's amazing. So, and like fraught with risk. People yeah. people take guns camping. So That's good right. luck with that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So me and the two and, kids and are going to be spray. bears at a campsite. Yeah, we're going to totally I'd, get sprayed. I'd, I'd like to see how far you take that if you start going to people's eskies and like just going, hey, I you mean, left your not, food out of the lockbox. It's so not very just... convincing. Look, it's got a look at the little hood. Like it's not, yeah, it's not like. Oh, mate, that's, that's not bad. In it's slightly dark. After a couple of beers <laughs> around the campfire, you yeah, with your yeah. you know growl. I have to say, the two kids look the cutest. Adorable. Oh Adorable. man, yeah, they look like little uh, Ewoks. You know, They're, yeah. From I mean, Star- you won't have any cultural reference because you didn't watch any movies when you were a kid. No, I'm talking no, about just... Star Wars. Got yeah. it. Got it. Is that yeah. is that more, is that before or after World War One? Uh, <laughs> the the your youngest one was. Um, there was a lizard and alligator thing. It's just that was she was a, she was a dragon for the weekend. Yeah, anything, she lives in her own little fantasy land. Yeah, anything yeah. with a onesie on a kid yeah. that young is just the greatest. It's yeah, yeah. Every night yeah. with the towels, Every- the animal towels on, it's brilliant. So, can we talk e bikes? Can we talk about that? Now? Wow, that was left field. Yes, we can talk e bikes. So I did text you earlier to say, can we both buy Sarans? Those e-bikes. Have you you seen those? I've seen them around. So they're electric dirt bikes that I've seen around the streets, kids in gangs. They're they're huge. They're huge They're amazing. I mean, they're they're bigger than, I mean, they're, I don't know. I guess, like you said, Super 73 is probably still more popular. But they're they're a massive, I mean, I think Super 73 is for kids. And I think these Sarans are more geared at, like 20 year olds yeah that's still not us but like um can we get someone go up off the hills and stuff together yes we can marcus yes for father's day that's gonna be a gift do it though i mean i'm a little bit risk averse when it comes to mountain-based speed things but i I don't want to go fast i don't want to go fast i want to go do trails though we we can go for a hike and and push bikes up with that sounds amazing that sounds great yeah, I'm into it. I just I just do a lot mountain biking when I was a teenager and I went a bit too far in phases and it kind of freaked me out, you know, whenever the front and you know hit logs and things. And yeah, just, yeah. We're not doing any of that. Downhill mountain biking, none of that. We're not doing that. No, we're okay. doing the forty two year old version. Okay. Like we're doing we're doing that. We're gonna go up there, we're gonna look at the sites up there. We say, Oh, it's lovely up here, isn't it? And then we go down a little trail at like ten miles an hour. That's what we're as gonna long do. as we smell the flowers, I'm in. I mean, no, I'm in. I'm serious. Yeah, like, I have yeah. no interest in flaking down a trail on one. We'll just go nice and slow. It'd be great. That sounds lovely. Yeah, okay. We have to yeah, buy just... them. We have to buy them to do it. You can't rent them. I also need to have a, a vehicle. First, the Rivian that allows me to carry one to your place. Or do I can I put it on a Rivian roof rack? Now? I mean, has to get, someone has to get a Rivian, don't they? One, one must. Your neighbor has one. Is this, what's ha- is this what the problem is? Yeah, it flashes, flashes it in front of me every single... It's the most... It, I can't not... Ha- it's incredible. Are you get, are you, have you ordered one? Are you, or no, where no, are we in this process? No, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't been able to... You know, we when, haven't re- when's reconciled. the financing up on the Tesla? <laughs> uh, look, I'm almost three years in. I could probably sell it at a profit. Uh, you I can't, not anymore. There's it's no not, way you can sell it at a profit, it's not anymore. It's still not far off. It's still not far off. Seriously? Uh, about another, another another two years of financing. But the Tesla you just own now, you just drive to the ground, don't you? Battery packs, et cetera, you just don't go. Know. I've, yeah. got a, I've got a proper, you know, old school. I've got like a combustion <laughs> oh, engine. I have no oh, idea. Whatever. Yeah. You want to kill the environment. Um, 600 miles I put in. I drove 600 miles last weekend with it, with a single tank. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, that you drove 600 miles, not that it was on Five, a single 500 thing. And, 500 and something. I've ran okay. up. But like, it's like still not, it's still, you know. Let's let's do these bikes. I'm in. I'm, I'm totally into it. I think like the more electric powered anything, the better. They're One not wheel. Expen- they're not crazy bikes. expensive. Well, do you want, five, do you know, five grand. They're less than five grand. That's four and a half point. grand. They're like four, two or something. Plus tax and delivery, they get you a five yeah, grand. Plus tax and delivery, but like, think of this as like the new one wheel for us. It's just like less dangerous. <laughs> That's how I was thinking about it. Less dangerous. And I remember how that went no, down. No, no, no. no, no, no. It's not like a one wheel. It's we. It, that could be our thing. That you and me go for a little bike ride. They they do fifty or sixty miles range. These e bikes, you know. I just need to find a way to get it to you because presumably we're going to go or go, go to wherever the bush is. But they know? go on a bike rack. They're only. They'll yeah. go on a standard yeah. bike rack. If you've yeah. got a hitch, you've got your car has a hitch. It probably is behind a little bumper plate. Of course, they don't. Do you, you know? You have to pay. You have to pay. You have to pay. You have to pay like two grand to get the hitch, and then whatever six hundred bucks to get the bike rack. Well, just That's leave the works. bike up here, and we'll just you will, there you go. Come up here, and we'll flake around and up the hills up yeah. here, and then yeah. back home again. Hey, hey, you get two, and I'll come and no. use them occasionally. No, you no, no, come. No. That's just, that's fine. Well, I'll come down to you. There's loads of places to ride down there, and I can just right. bring it down in the truck. 
Seriously. Just, just the Stanford, the Stanford campus. Just we should do this, Rami. This is going to change your life. <laughs> this will be the thing. This will be the thing. You'll <laughs> love it. The, this is the thing. Um, can I can I talk about two other topics separately while yes. we're here? Sure. Um, I've kind of had a bit of a nostalgic week where mm. beyond the camping, um, yeah. I've two things that have happened with my previous employer. So oh, one yeah. was I got asked to speak. Um, go back to a kind of R&D symposium for uh, Cochlear, former yeah. employer, um, and to speak about failure and experimentation, which <laughs> I want to talk about because I'm like, you want to ask someone about failure, you came to the right place. So really? Yeah, well, we can talk about that a little bit. It was, But it was just super nostalgic and amazing because like best friends, you know, formative years of my kind are they professional still there? adult. Many of them still there, many of them aren't, and those are there are texting and it's all, it was just like a homecoming. It was just so lovely and it felt amazing. And then today was Google I.O. And again, a bunch of friends, people still there and are really seeing them on stage, texting about it, products being released and just feeling that love, feeling that, um, you know, I, I, not that I wish I was there or anything like that, just feeling amazing for them and knowing it's still there and it's kind of present. I, it was just been a very nostalgic, uh, you know, past That's life. That's nice. It's been really, it's been really Tell me how the cochlear one came around. How do they frame that they want you to talk about failure? Uh, yeah, yeah, good friend. So uh, one of the one of the team members who I was used to work with when I was there is, is running it, and he just said, "Would love you know your experience with what you've done in tech in general, how it works. We want to get more experimental. We want to push boundaries more, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're trying to you know change culture and be more innovative. Just generally get guidance on how to, how you've seen it done, um, particularly in the area of experimentation, taking risks and failure, and obviously like." You know, I take it to be I failed lots, but by the way, here's what. So, so I, I was trying to work through this, and you know, it's it's almost a meme. It is a meme that Silicon Valley is all about embrace failure, and you celebrate it, and yeah. that's what differentiates Silicon Valley and also kind of American model from other things. But I, I wondered, like, how that's worked in practice for others, and I'm also wondering now in this context of like austerity and non-risk taking and business, you know, bottom line, how much of that's been absolutely culled out of the equation. And then you go to Google I.O. and you see the like health for leather, all bets are off. All the stuff that I saw happening in kind of Google and big tech where it was just grinding to a hulk of safety and security and, you know, being controlled by legal and policy and everything in between. They're naming things 10 minutes before the show. <laughs> They're literally like changing slides on the fly. They're inventing it. It's all bets are off yeah, and it AI just felt like Wild West again. we're yeah, back yeah. Not just, but we're back for the incumbents we're back for the big guys and they're taking massive risks and they're creating something called yeah. a lab to allow you to experiment we're talking about that for years to create a space yeah. where you can safely experiment and let just kind of you know fence it around and tell everyone that this is going to be crazy and it's going to do dumb stuff so just expect that and don't complain about it don't write about it doing dumb stuff it's it's labs yeah. and that's what it just great fundamentals in pushing uh, i i got very like went through a full cycle of yeah it is all about failure and hang on a minute have we taken our foot off and then today came back in i'm like yeah Great. we're absolutely there doing my, 10x crazy stuff we've taken our foot off i haven't felt that i have even with all the layoffs 270 270,000 people were laid off in tech is it this year or this month i mean it, uh, this no, year i think it's in the last 12 months yeah at least 270 yeah in the yeah maybe it's since yeah Maybe it's since yeah, maybe I think it might be this year. I think it might be anyway. Um, but I, it hasn't been in my experience that we that we've that 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 things that we've gone back to safe bets and things like that. That I'm I'm glad that you're saying that. And I I felt the other way that like with I think AI generative AI AI came at just the right time to Entirely. save us all and put enough fear into every single person that. Apparently, I was reading something that said, like, um, of tech earning calls, something like ninety percent of companies have mentioned generative AI in their earnings calls. Um, I mean, Palantir, do you see what happened to Palantir stock this week? Warzone, twenty five percent bump because they talked about a new product that was going to be leveraging generative AI. Um, and then you've got things like all the teaching, the Coursera's, the yeah, anyone who's yeah, got like they're yeah. all down. They're all down because it's like yeah, yeah. Chegg, just, Chegg is gone. Chegg. Uh, Collapsed, yeah, 50%, right? Fifty percent drop in in value. Yeah. Uh, the the why am I blanking on the the over not overstock the 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 code Q and A code Quora um, Stack Overflow down another fifteen percent because basically it's been replaced by Jet GPT. Yeah. I mean, Sudna mentioned AI no less than one hundred twenty three times or whatever. There he mentioned it forty times, but yeah. like in the keynote, one hundred twenty three times. All the memes are out. 
yeah. this morning. But in fairness to like Sundar and Google, 2016 when the Google Assistant was out, Google yeah. Sundar was all about Google's an AI first company. And it was all about AI, and you couldn't get products yeah. into the like anywhere in the company if it didn't have AI first. Some yeah. of that was lip and cheek, and I think the difference was it wasn't Gen AI; it was yeah. derivative model based AI. Yeah. And so seeing this now, and the market responded really positively. I'm not sure what they were expecting because a lot of it was essentially what you'd expect. It was writing emails in you know, Gmail and it was some sort of barred integration with search, but we're going to make sure we have links and we've got ads, which is great to see. And we're going to do image stuff in photos and Maps is going to do a thing. And by the way, it's all available on cloud so you could redo it all yourself. It's pretty. And then just through names at everyone. So they had, it's amazing. So Palm 2 is the thing. It's the model. Palm 2 is the, the GPT equivalent maybe or whatever and then there's different variants of it starting with something called gecko and they have these names uh, and it goes all the way up to bison and unicorn and apparently one oh. of the names got got taken out and changed and so they've got this and then they threw vertex at you and then gemini and they're just throwing names <laughs> it was just and like i get it it must be really hard to like and you got bard as the thing that's the conversational model and that's obviously in search and there's the experimental but are all of these animals part of the llm or are they just different components of ai i don't understand yeah, yeah. are you saying so, that they've, so, they're, they're subsets of bard like yeah, gecko is like a, a subset so, so, of bard yeah so let me give it a shot so um i think and i'm no expert we should probably get an expert but just look at the slides but i think palm 2 is the model and there are different sizes of that model that are named according to its different powers. Palm so the gecko- Sydney, the internal code name Sydney, is that what we're saying? Or no? no, Sydney no. Sydney was over in Bing. That was the the chat GPT oh, 3.5 that was in okay. Bing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, Bard is the chat part of chat GPT that's sitting on top of Palm 2. I, th- yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just make it. And then what they did was have this sizing. Instead of like two, three, four, five, they've got these names um, where they're saying Gecko fits on a mobile right? So Gecko is so small, uh-huh. it can fit on a local device and they've kind of projected out to something called Unicorn and there's Bison in between. So, and there's that. And then Vertex is the cloud variant of that. I think I wasn't watching closely enough. Anyway, as per even someone who's casually following, there were just names and and I just love that they went from traditionally Google is like the branding market comes in and everyone starts shutting it down and got to cull this out and it gets <laughs> like I've been stuck months in naming discussions it ends up being called the thing like it's just ridiculous yeah and they are just throwing stuff at the wall <laughs> and it's great and they're back and I'm very excited for it that's and awesome the market loved it and it was friends with it one of my favorite things I was kind of involved with before I left started seeing it and a, a great colleague who's carry the torch about perspectives so the perfect antidote to kind of all these machine generated answers that's uh-huh. who is it is hey there's a filter and you click click perspectives and instead of seeing machine generated all you'll see is ugc all you'll see is content from yeah. social and platforms and q a and short video huh. and long form video exclusively from people to answer the same kind of yeah. context of query so it's this yeah you know we, we can do both extreme ends and we can blend them together nicely and Oh, I was very excited. It was really it was great excited. to see. It was pumped because really it was excited. all this stuff in one place, and it was Google yeah. doing it, and Google applying. It's not some nasty like text box, and it looks experimental. It's baking it in with all the designers thrown at it. So let's make it look native in Gmail, and make it like look native in Docs, and native in slides, and native in everything. And it's just. It's it's Google doing its thing it's and doing race. it like on a dime. And it's a race, which is the way it should be in tech. I mean, it's it's finally a race again. It's opened it's opened everything up. Google have, uh, like you said, an eight year head, seven year head start on this again. Yeah. Uh, but the truth is, uh, all these other companies have just as just as good a shot at taking chunks of the pie. So um, you know, maybe, I, I, maybe. I'm, I'm, I think distribution oh, yeah, is sure. distribution is still still the king, isn't it? I mean, Teams has distribution and Microsoft Word has distribution. So yeah. all that stuff goes to Microsoft. Don't get me wrong, but it's essentially going to be the same features reduced to the same story. Well, there's going to be massive acquisition sucking sounds too. Like, so you're going to get all of these little, in like like we did. If you think about identity or anything, like, as in all those little sub components, like all those things that build up the chain, which make things yeah. work, they'll all be sucked up. Like, there's even yeah. in my industry, I you know, I was just looking at. I was looking at five or six different uh, startups yesterday and I was like, each of them does something slightly different, a very small piece of the cake. Yeah. But I was like, if you add all those pieces together and they're in the right business, then you got a big piece of cake, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's I, I, very tempting time to be at a startup. It's super, it's completely the wrong time financially. And if you're risk averse, absolutely not. Yeah. And such an exciting time to be out there. And, you know, exciting and there's there's a real upside you know 
Did you read the uh, leaked memo from the Google engineers about the the moat, the no moat memo? Yeah, I did. I saw the headline. I saw that. Was it was it in? It was reported in one of the major papers. It was in. I, th- was I in think Financial so. Times or something. So, yeah. so it was all this kind of like race to the bottom where no one's got a moat. And I think the best takeaway was the winner in all of this so far is actually Meta. So what happened oh. a little while ago? It was it called Llama Lamb, whatever the Meta Meta's one was called. So they someone leaked the entire parameter set of the Meta. LLM a little while ago and essentially became open source. And people at the beginning were really skeptical going, well, you can't reverse engineer much with that. But then progressively what's happened is the community just rallied around and just started in the sheds, individuals basically reverse engineering the interpretation, interpolation, each part of the identity. And they basically recreated the model and started extending and enhancing it and building on it that essentially you now have an open source ecosystem based wow. around the meta model. That's that hilarious. Meta is now re-ingesting and adding and extending onto. And all of a sudden everyone's waking up and going, what just what just happened? <laughs> like, you just, so, so like Sam Altman was at the, the Stripe thing last week. And so we, we saw him chat and essentially they threw resources at who's, it. They said, who's Sam Altman and what's he got to do with OpenAI? Sam Altman is the CEO and founder of OpenAI, formerly the CEO and, and kind of, manager of, of Y Combinator. Uh, and he was, so I was, I was, you know, I was hearing him speak um, amongst the many other th- kind of takeaways. One of the ones was like, what was the breakthrough to open AI? And it actually wasn't deep uh, technology or deep thinking. They just did the thing that the researchers didn't really want to do, which was just throw a bunch of hardware at it. So they just threw a bunch of hardware and just made it bigger without necessarily making the algorithms any better. And that resulted in something significant. Whereas, and they were getting mocked by the researchers and getting mocked by the community and the rest of it. And they're like, we don't really care because here are the great outcomes. And we're all about creating net new. So you have those guys doing that. You're Google going, we're sitting on this absolute bank and the world's greatest AI talent and ethicists and everything in between. Like, let's do something with it. And then Meta just goes, we're doing the metaverse. And someone leaks it, maybe Some, on purpose, and and the original, like you the can't original, tell me this was planned. No, my, uh, last it, well, if you look at it, <laughs> this is my. If you look at it in terms of like the layout, the landscape, no one was doing an open source. Then in stable diffusion to the open source story, and you saw that explode. Yeah. No yeah. one was doing a full blown open source. None of the big tech, and Zuck's over here in metaverse land. Completely, where's that? Where's that gone? And no, we're about AI now. This thing leaks, and now they're sitting on this gold mine of open source. They're they're the original closed garden, walled garden company, right? The Facebook we're not going to link out to the internet is now the leader in open source AI. Great. What just happened? Like what? What's what's everything's upside down, mate? I don't understand what's going on. Remind me to tell you something about this after the podcast. Oh, I think no. um, yeah, I just. Just something off air for those listening. We're at 52 minutes, lad. That's the length of our podcast. We're going to have to cut it short. Well, short? I feel like we, we were in midstream, midstream on AI. Oh, this, we, we, should we do a part two? We'll do a part two. Like right after this, weeks. right now. I'll put right the best now. suit on. <laughs> you switch over I'll to the I'll call down to you on my Sauron, my Sauron, Sunrun or whatever that can motorbike. <laughs> you don't even know what it's there. called, mate. Well, I'm getting one. I'm getting two of them. <laughs> You're getting it's two of them. Great. That's what's going to yeah. happen. All right. All right. Good Thanks chance, for chatting, everyone. Talk Cheers. to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.